You're listening to the Hammersley Brothers Podcast. If you'd like to get started with three of our best tools, see the link in the show notes. They're free and video training is included. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week is the second in this series where we're talking about the weekly checks you need to look at on an e-commerce site to make sure you're on track. So without further ado, uh, let's get started. Good morning, Ian. How are you? Hello, Mark. I'm well. How are you? I'm awesome. Awesome. And back for another podcast. And nice to see that we've got, well, you know, the topic because it's the uh, it's a continuation of the last podcast. The last podcast we did um, based around um, what happens daily, what, what to look at daily in e-commerce site. And um, this week we're going to talk about what, what to do weekly, which is, um, you know, it's still, still in the thick of it, still at the the trenches of e-commerce really we're not really at a 10,000 foot view we're, we're, we're working out what to do each week aren't we and, and, and where we are yeah. so um, do you want to introduce the topic a bit or do you want yeah. to say anything up front yeah no I'll give you my general my general point so that the um, obviously last week we did what what to look at daily and obviously the extreme version of you know what to look at daily you can't look at everything um, obviously daily you know, you're only going to look at the critical things and I think when you're looking at something weekly you start to potentially come into a little bit more of a danger zone in that you can start to think you need to look at everything so one of the things that I always like to do when I'm going into an econ brand is I always like to say right show me your show me your reporting you know what your what your weekly reporting is like and it's either way too big or um, in that they're looking at far too many things, um, or they're not looking at the enough, and they're not, not looking at the right things. And so I remember one. I went into one quite recently. It was a business doing about twenty million, and I think the month, the mon- the Monday, the weekly reporting which they ran every Monday for the previous week. So that was good. Um, they were looking at like, I mean, I think it took about six hours to put the report together, and then another like five hours to go through it and it just it was just too much so you, it's still the same analogy that you've got to you've got to be careful about what you don't what you should be looking at what you shouldn't be looking at um but I, but it, you 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 know i mean i mean generally it's about the still it's about what you can do for revenue so the the overall if you do you mind me just jumping into the overall no, point of what to look at weekly um so the overall point of what to what's look at weekly i always like to look you know you look at the target sheet the target sheet essentially is giving you the target for each month so the problem is is that if you only look at the the revenue at the end of the month and all your performance at the end of month the end of the month you can't do anything about it so when you're looking at the end of the month at back, oh, we did, you know, $400,000, you know, last month and your target was 500000 Well, it's too late. You can't, you know, you can't change it. So the idea is, is that you, you look at your monthly target for the main stats and the main stats are traffic, average order value, add to basket, basket to checkout, conversion rate and revenue. And you're looking at you're looking at those ones, and you're looking at pro rata where you are for the month. 
So as a top level, and we're going to go into some of the other weekly things that we'd look at, but at the top level, you're saying, okay, I am, and we would say, I would normally recommend doing this every Monday to look at the previous week. So the first Monday, of the, obviously this Monday is the first day of the week, um, I think. Um, so I look at that and you look, you're looking at the revenue, you're looking at the revenue you did for the previous week against target. So you might say, okay, we are halfway through the month and you know, the revenue target was 500,000 and we're halfway through and almost, and we should, so this point, you know, we should have done, you know, 180,000 and we've only, you know, we've, we've, you know, we were targeting 180, we've ended 120. And you, so you're starting to make decisions about what you can do about that in terms of how you can improve revenue. And that's when you say, well, should we lower our ROAS, increasing our ad budget? Should we do a, should we flip into promo mode? Should we start looking at our email acquisition? Should we, you know, you start looking at your offer up. You so you're looking at things that you can do and you, you, you essentially are trading your way to the growth. Now, what I'll say here is the bigger you get, the more frequently you use that frame that that phrase trading your way into the growth so when when we when we were in manchester there was a business in manchester that was next to us um called boohoo now boohoo was you people will know boohoo i mean this was going back in the day i mean i think they were doing about 600 million at the time online and what they did is they did this um every day so they'd have certain periods every day where they say okay by 12 o'clock today it's a Tuesday, uh, let's say, by 12 o'clock today, noon, we should have done $300,000. We've only done $200,000. Right, let's go into promo mode for the next hour. And they'd start to merchandise their way. So the site would start to have certain promos like it might do. They might might throw free delivery or they might change the offer. They might make it. And essentially, they'd get it up to the level that they were happy with, where they were going to hit the revenue for the day. And then they'd slacken it off. So they were turning those messages, those promos. I mean, that's extreme, but I'm using that as an example is that, you know, they were on it in terms of what they could do there and there and now. And so worst thing that you can do is get your team. So if you're running an e-com business, you're the founder or you've got, a, you know, you've got a team of people. The worst thing you can do is allow them to, to report at the end of the month. And then you sit down around the table at the end of the month after it's all finished and go, oh, you know, our ROAS was was really high then. You know, we, we probably could have, you know, pulled the traffic lever. You have to you have to do it weekly. Um, mm. and, and and obviously, the bigger you get, the more frequent you do it. But basically, is that that's the overall analogy is you're looking at the revenue you're achieving each week so that you can do something about it so you hit your monthly target. Yeah, I mean, you can understand... Summer. You can understand, like it, like Boohoo, if Boohoo is doing six hundred million a year, that's one point six million a day, isn't it? So you, you know, you, mm. if you, you, you can. There's a lot of data there that's going to show whether you get on target. And same thing with 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 the month and the forecast is that a lot of the time, if you get behind early in the month, you will be behind for the whole month. It usually uh, usually starts how it's going to end if you just leave it, and so you can see the holes developing and you can see you know opportunities developing because it, it kind of gives you a flavor of where you are and you know sometimes people will go well we, you know we're, we're 10 days in we should be doing this 
and we should be doing that. And you go, so then you go and look at the last year's data and say, well, well, why are we behind last year? Or what would we expect to be at this point? How does the, how do the figures differ? And you, you might find that, you know, last year you did an email on shirts and this year you did an email on socks, you know, and, and um, it, it's going to materially change the average order value of the, of the email and, and of, of the month. And maybe you had a big, a big email later in the month and that's what, well, pulled you through last year and, and, and therefore that's why the target is. So you start to get a feel for how the month is going to play out. Obviously, certain months are a little bit more difficult because Easter, for example, is sometimes in one month and sometimes in another month. And those kind of things make a big difference. And same with long uh, bank holiday weekends. Mm. But ultimately, we have a forecast. We have a running forecast each uh, that's updated every day that we look at weekly that tells us you know, whether revenue is going to forecast and then and then it breaks it down into because the, the target sheet those are people who've got the target sheet the um, um which is one of our downloads on on the tool section of our website if you want it is um effectively broken down into the sessions the, tra the tra uh, transactions you need to get the average order value and the conversion rate and so if you're not forecasting well either you're forecasting over or you, you're you're hitting your forecast or you're you're missing your forecast um it tells you you know, if you're not hitting your forecast, what is it? Is it the average order value? Is it the conversion rate or is it the sessions? And so that gives you an idea of where to look and what to do about it and to, to be able to understand it. And obviously, sometimes, you know, if, if the market's down, there's not there's not much you can do. But the, the, the most important thing is to understand where you are and what you um, what you're looking like. Uh, and it's, and it's the flip side of that. If you're, if you're having a really good month is to understand why, why it's a good month so far and what's happened. You know, did, did an email go early mm. that went later in the month last year and therefore it's going to iron out? Or are you sitting on on, on a trend that, that, that you can jump on a little bit more and push a little bit harder? Because the the the, the thing with e-commerce is that we're presented with these little, little opportunities all the time. And if we don't notice them, we don't jump on them and therefore we don't don't maximize them and, and 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 that's the way the consumer works the consumer mm. is always in market for something you know take the the mushroom uh, supplement business when the um, when that netflix documentary came out about uh, uh, mushrooms you know if you weren't looking at it you could have spotted it really early that's launched and you know like it, 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 it you, you might not even have needed to uh, spend on paid because it was so people were finding finding mushroom supplements so much you know, you, you, you probably would have, you know, you, you're going to run out of stock. It was such a influx yeah. of traffic that you can you know make what, a big what decision. I'll say, what I think I say is that, you know, in e-commerce, generally, you know, I think when you, you, the philosophy or the, you know, when you listen to people talk about e-commerce, you know, we're, we're obsessed with, with some sort of magic thing, like some sort of like plug-in module thing that's going to like revolutionize everything and the reality is the most most of the gains that we've seen is actually just looking at the looking at the revenue against target pro rata and then making decisions of whether or not to be more aggressive or to lean it back and so mm. you know because i often get asked the question it's not our sales are down like what can we do now like we've got, you know, we've not hitting our target. And really, there's only there's only a few things. Like you can't go and do loads of conversion optimization. You can't go and, you know, 
put a bloody you know an average order value module in quick like there's very little that you can do you know from a kind of technical perspective the thing that you can do in terms of getting more revenue out of the same traffic in a very short space of time is really only either your offer architecture your um your email to your email tool um oh and, and and when i say email tool i'm talking about all your channels like your you know your social your, your instagram your tiktok wherever you are your audience basically um and your 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 paid your paid activity so you can if you want to get more revenue quickly obviously you got to you got to get more customers in the shops that's your paid activity you know it makes sense to email or talk to your existing customers because obviously that's the most cost effective way of doing it um and but then it's obviously your offer architecture so which those all three things tend to be like that's it they're like the yeah. fundamental things that you need to be able to do because they're right in front of you the, you know the so, biggest lever you know, and they're quick being, the biggest lever being email email is definitely the biggest lever yeah. for, for instant instant way to turn things around um because yeah. it's just instant and, and you own it and you own the conversation whereas everything else you have to go through someone else's channel and they you have to compete with even if you've got like following on facebook or twitter or anything like that you know you're still competing with other people in their feed whereas email is you know is your direct conversation with with them which is which is the gift that keeps on giving really if you can get your your email list working well it's, it's well that's it's, it. it's amazing yeah, if you haven't got it but but yeah but generally i think generally like like you know without going into like, like so much emphasis around the roadmap and and all sorts of you know big stuff Essentially, if you're not monitoring your your revenue, you know your traffic, your conversion, your average order value, I would put on that the uh, the new customer ROAS as well. Yeah. On that weekly, I'll be looking at that. So, yeah, but you know, we're that, looking that, at that daily. Like, we're looking at it daily. We are looking. Was, yeah. I know we looked at it yeah. last week, but but yeah, we were looking at it last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I so, still I still look at it in that weekly meeting. Like the things that we do in the daily meeting, you should still do in the weekly meeting. Hmm. Mm. Well, you know, Obviously. each when you do your weekly review, it's the day, so you're doing the daily checks yeah. as well. So, and I think sense. I think the, you know the the overall philosophy really is that you want to bring those conversations forward. So, like if you've got an AdWords Google AdWords agency or a social agency, and they're giving you the end of month report where you know they're sitting down this big you know big nice big you know, report that looks really pretty and it's got loads of graphs on it and they're doing it at the end of the month and you're sitting there watching them. Like, that's that's fine, okay? I'm not saying don't do that. But what you want is you want to get them to do a very short snapshot every week for the previous week, like on the Monday. Mm-hmm. Because, and, and you, you know, you, you want to report on, on, on the main stats. And then you can do something about it. For God's sake, you can jump. You can jump on it. Yeah. You know, and it forces everybody to go, oh, Right, Jesus! You know what the hell's happened to our our ROAS for for um, for Google? Jesus Christ! You know that's that's massively changed from what's going on. What you you, know, so you can do something about it. What you do have to be aware of, because I get the the agency that run our our e commerce sites um, is obviously our agency as well. So we we use our own agency for our e commerce sites, and I get them to send me through a weekly snapshot of what happened last week. So this is how much I spent last week, what the ROAS was last week, conversion rate, things like that. But the only thing you have to be, you have to be aware of is that um, Facebook to some extent, because you do get this in Facebook as well, but the delayed reporting in Google. So 
if you've got a, a kind of long sales cycle, let's say you're selling expensive handbags, for example, the, the, if you look back at last, at last week and look at Google, you might get a ROAS of like 3.5 or something like that. But if you look at that same week in 30 days time, the sales, Changed. more sales will have come in and you might get a six. So you, you have to, you have, and usually it's the same uplift because um, we were working with a big fabric customer and I think they started out, when we looked at the week, it was always like, what, 3.5 and then it always turned into about seven once all the sales were in it or something like that. Um, so And the uplift was always very similar. So you've just got to be aware that if you're reporting weekly on last week's results, the ROAS you see in there was probably going to be incomplete. Now, now most of the time, for, for a lot of us who sell, like the, the bedding store, for example, the, the delay is not really significant. People buy yeah. bedding on that day and they, they do it. But for other sites, for like men's clothing, women's clothing, everything like that, there is a significant delay. Yeah. And so therefore... Sofas. Yeah. Well, you, you take... But then you take that from the drop-by-drop report, you know, and you take your rolling average, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's, so it's, it, it, it's just effectively what I'm saying is, like, if you want a target of eight... You know, what should it be from last week? Should it be a five? Like that's what you want to look at. And and if you know it's it's going to go from five to eight on average, you know you've got to hit five. So yeah. therefore, you, you you're having a better conversation um, with with your teams. And like I I get the the Facebook team and the Google Ads team. They send me a um, basically a text report every every week. I don't need much. I just want to know whether we are on track to spend the budget that I allocated. On track to mm. hit you know the That's a very I good point. A very good point, actually. That delayed um, return, hasn't it? You know, it's allocating it. So, like you know, you mm. said there, if it's if it's a very very good point that, that you well, need to it, account it, for that because otherwise you might well be massively underspending. And obviously, that you know that the, the the fastest way to grow an econ business is to go and spend loads of money on paid traffic. Yeah. That's the easiest if way. If you can, and make if money. If you can, yeah. if you can, yeah. obviously, if you can. But if yeah, but if you're reporting, actually, it's a very good point. Facebook um, does the same thing. Like I'll anyway. sometimes turn off adverts, and I'll go, "Oh, that advert's overspent." Uh, I'll turn it off, and I'll come back a couple of days later, and there'll be a couple of sales against the advert, and I have to turn it back on because it's hit its thresholds. And it's this, you get these delayed conversions coming in all the time, and it's um, it's just part of the beast that, that you've got to work with and, and you've got to be aware of because sometimes people take that long to buy and and you know really if it's anything longer than google's not particularly good at anything longer than 30 days if your, your, your sales are longer than that or if it's on multiple channels it's still not particularly good so you, you do need the drop by drop to look at the overall attribution and, yeah. and yes there are like I mean, there's all those triple whale uh, stats tools and uh, high ROAS and wicked reports and stuff like that. But I, I have not been convinced that they actually help with actual attribution um, and really the drop by drop, which is overall blended ROAS, is, is, is pretty much as good as you're going to get a lot of the time. Mm. Um, people and might the reason, disagree with me And the that, reason but, for that. Well, they definitely will. But the reason, and the reason that is because the customers often do clicking throughout all of those channels. And the, and the longer the buying cycle, some businesses have, I mean, we, we sound like sofas or, you know, handbags. You know, you're talking like, you know, a month and a half. You know, yeah. so they often touch that same customer's touching every single 
different channel. Yeah. So, you know, how the hell do you attribute it? You know, so you can't really. But no. generally, the whole analogy here is that you want your agencies to report weekly. Yeah. In a shorter way, that's like this is a very quick snapshot, not going into bloody war and peace. It's literally like, you know, bang, bang, bang. This is what we spent. This is the cost for acquisition. This is the sessions. This is the clicks. You know, cost per click. Bang, 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 bang. Just for the previous week, very, very quick. And yeah. and also, you want to do it in a way. I mean, we, this is. I mean, old school. We we always encourage people to use some like a little like a, like a base camp or a chat. So where yeah. you can have a conversation quickly. So, you know, rather than it being a PDF report that's sent, you know, yeah. weekly, you know, it, you, you know, and it's sent via email. You want, you want it on, on something. I mean, even like WhatsApp, it's literally like very right. What's okay. Let's push harder or what's mm-hmm. happening. You know, you just, or we've got a promo. We've got a sale on tomorrow. Hold back. That's fine. We'll do a pretty, you know, go, go, go. Cause we've got a big sale weekend coming up, you know, so yeah. it's just very quick, very quick stuff you be able to have that rather than just you know just go for it because it's what you can control yeah anyway talking a lot about this we're talking a lot about this and it sounds like a lot but it's not it's literally a a two second probably a well it's probably like a 10 minute check what are we doing where are we what we're forecasting is is what we're doing and then the next step of it is 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 it like imagine you had a physical store and you had a week in the store with your team and you'd say well what um what happened this week? What got, what was busy? What were people looking at? Where were people leaving? You know, like you, you, you would know from working in the store that the t-shirt section with um, Mariah Carey's face on it was getting absolutely hammered for some reason, you know, and you'd know that which products were getting hammered and you know, which ones were getting tried on the most and you'd know uh, which ones people were leaving in the baskets around the store and, and you'd know a lot. And so what we try to do for e-commerce is, kind of mirror that with our weekly checks and we look at the um the, the basically the first thing we look at is the, the the top 25 landing um product pages by bounce rate so which of the top 25 product pages that are, have high bounce have high bounces because those are the ones that people are leaving on the second one is the top 25 uh bounced category pages um, and we've built a whole report for this because you can see it in Google Analytics 4. It's fine, but I, I built a separate report for, for everybody to look at um, because it's easy to bring it. I find well, it easy to bring it. That report, the good thing, well, I think the yeah. nice thing about that report is it, it gives you the discipline because each tab is all the things that you should be looking at on a weekly basis. Yeah. You know, all these little checks. And, very, and, it, and it pulls it all in from GA4, doesn't it? Which I think, which you've built, which I think is great because it's more of a philosophy of discipline because, you know, the last thing you want to do is start hunting around for hours in Google Analytics, trying mm. to find, you know, you do, oh, what's that? What's this? What's that? And you end up just looking at too much and then you don't do anything about it. So it pulls all the things out. I mean, I think it's, I think it's, it's a philosophy. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, I think it's lovely. Anyway, we shouldn't bang yeah, on and about the, it. And the reason why people can't get hold of that because they're not on the the programs. But like, basically, you can build all of that in GA four as well. Um, I've just done it in a nice little report for people. Well, on the don't programs. don't you give it to them on the program? Don't you give? <laughs> we give it to them. I'll give it to people on the level two program we, on the level, on the the level deep dives. Two. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and then we tell people how to do it on the other programs. Yeah. But the, the 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 reason why we look at the top twenty five landing pages for the product as the first one is it's the biggest bang for the buck because it's like and in fact you could actually be if you were more strict you say 
top 10. You know, yeah. because, you know, it's this, It's like if you look at these product pages that have the highest number of traffic with the biggest number of bouncers on, um, you get, if you focus on those, then it tends, you tend to have the biggest return for your time. Well, you're it, looking at the powers, the, the big, you know, where, the, where they're coming in. Well, what's interesting is a lot of the time when you go and do that, like I'm just going to show you on the screen the top landing, uh, top bounce landing uh, product pages for one of the stores we've run. And... I bet you you'll say, "Why are we pushing that product?" Sellers. Well, you know, you you would go, "Why are we pushing?" You know, there's certain things in there. You go, "Well, that's out of stock," or um, "That's low stock," or "That's um, that's a weird product that doesn't really sell." You know, like you know what I mean. You start seeing things. Yeah. Uh, you go because what the the difference between a physical store and a, a, a um, uh, an online store is that. When people come into a physical store, they all come in through the front door, and then they go, they navigate to what they're interested in. Whereas with with uh, with your paid traffic, it kind of directs them to a product that it thinks they're interested in, and so therefore that might not necessarily be right. So you can see there that, um, like, there's a there's a jet black duvet cover, which I presume doesn't sell very well, and it's like one of the the highest top bounce product uh, landing pages, and you can see. The top one mm. has got a bounce rate of 49%. And so you start to see what, um, what's not good. Now, 49% bounce rate doesn't sound bad from GA3, but GA4, anything over 35% is a bad bounce now because of the way it's, it's changed. So a 49% bounce rate is actually pretty horrific, to be honest. So mm. you start to look at those really and you go, why, why is that? Why has that got a 49% bounce rate? And you know? so it goes on to the next point, actually. But, um, you know, would you, because you're, so, you're talking about the, the Google shopping, for example. Yeah. You know, because that's the next one, isn't it? But would you would you then say, well, you know what, let's take that out of the feed because that's, that you know, that we're, when we're spending money on that. Um, well, it's certainly a conversation to have. It's like, it's like, why are we suddenly pushing that product? Is there evidence to prove that we should be pushing that product? What's happened? Has that gone into a new campaign that's was being pushed? To, or is it the, the normal campaign? Or is it SEO that's been picked it up? Like, what is it? Like, what, what's the understanding around that? And, and is there anything we can we can do about it? So you can see, like, I've got one mm. on the screen. Uh, I suppose that's got like a yeah. one thousand well, five hundred bounces in the last thirty days, yeah. which is quite well. The, quite the, the question, the question really is, is that an opportunity? Because you've got lots of people coming in on that page. So, you know, is it, are we not mm. giving them something they want? Is the image poor? You know, is the text poor? Is the title wrong? Mm. You know, is there no reviews? Is there no question and answers? You know, how can we dress that page better to actually make the most yeah. of it? That will be the opportunity. And and also, if that if that product is out of stock, you know, you get lots of people coming on, but it's out of stock, then you might then say, actually, here's an alternative that is in stock that's very similar. You know, yeah. that you could even either potentially even do a redirect or you could do a big bloody banner very high up on that page. Because sometimes the reason this happens is because the products are out of stock. Yeah. Um, but then if you try and find an alternative, so I've, I've, I've done it before where we've actually had a banner at the top that's got view, view the in-stock versions of this. You know, yeah. It's a jet black duvet that's out of stock. We've got a, you know, a, a jet blacker duvet that is in stock. Then you put that product very, very high up on the page. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just basically starting to understand what's happening. This what happened in the week, what's been hit the most, and then the other one is the the top exited pages 
um, which you can also get in GA4 now. They've added the exits then. So you can see the top exit pages on the site, which is which is great because yeah. those are the pages where you're losing the most people. And like if you've got enough traffic and you're, you're starting to split test and you start seeing every week you see the same products there, those are the products that you want to be doing. There's the, the kind of on-product page split tests with because then you can, you can improve them. Yeah, yeah. It often is. And actually what I was saying before, because you said, oh, you know, I've heard people when we've often done this, they said, oh, my top, some of my top bounce product pages are my best sellers. Mm. And that often happens too. And, and, and I think going to just your point then, well, it just shows actually that's where you should be spending your time. Yeah. Because they're your best sellers, but also you've got a really quite high bounce rate on there. Well, it's so just, it's really it's, there it's just the basically where you your need business to is. You know, if you took away, if you had a physical yeah. store and you just got like, weren't you know, like let's say a, one pair of night trainers was doing 90% of the business. If you got rid of 10% of the products, you'd still do 90% of the business. And so therefore you would, if you optimized everything for the experience of buying those night trainers and make, made sure that that, that that was completely slick and it was better, you'd actually improve the revenue way more than improving the other 10%, yeah. just because that's what the, just go with the flow of the river, isn't it? It's yeah. the way it is. I think, and it, I, yeah, and I think the analogy, you know, I think we said this last week that, you know, we often say, oh, you know, your photography's poor. Because it's dead easy for us to say that, but often we do. We come in and say, look, your photography's not good enough. Um, yeah. And they go, well, I've got a thousand products. Well, where the hell do I start? So we'll start with the top 10 products because, mm. because you can have a much bigger impact. A, you can test it and get results much quicker. Uh, but also, it's just, it's just impossible, isn't it? I think to also go and look at... You know, if you try and look at a thousand product pages, and we're we're often looking at like the imagery, the product title, the short description, the elevator pitch, the descriptions, the reviews, the question answers, all those kind of things there. To try to do that across thousands of products, you ha you end up not doing it because because it just becomes this this impossible nightmare. You know, it's just too big. It's like putting off your your dissertation. You just don't want to start it. But if you're just breaking it down and doing the, the pages, it just makes so much sense, which is which is really, I mean, everything really in business is, is about, it's a war on time. You know, yeah. you, you have a, you have a, a you know, a, a duty to make sure that the things you spend your time on are actually going to move the needle. And that, that's like fundamental, isn't it? So, and this is, this is all, all this weekly report checklist is trying to do, which is make sure you spend the time on things that actually matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just trying to remove the emotion out of it. And rather than this scattergun approach, yeah. you know, it's trying to find it, you know, the, a, a common rational. The other thing I cast an eye on is, is internal search terms, just in case I'm, something's kind of popped up that I wouldn't expect. You know, just be, if people are trying to search for something on the site that, and I go, oh, God, yeah, people are searching for that because I've just, just deleted that product or, um, you know, that that's not there anymore or, um, you know, like you get to know what search terms um, come up internally, and you just you're just yeah. kind of looking at them. So I'm looking and at I'd ours say, now, and they're all they're all normal. But you you just do spot occasional things, and you go, well, that's weird. Why is everybody searching yeah. for that? You know, it's like it's like having a physical store, and in one week, everybody coming up and asking you for the the pink wig, and you're like, what the bloody hell? Why is everybody asking for a pink wig? And you just then you because yeah. you, you could talk to the person. You say, why are you asking for a pink wig? And I was because there's a big party in town and everybody's going to the you know and everybody wants pink wigs. And you go, oh okay, that makes sense. But and what you, I'd say, what I'd also say is, if you see if you see certain search terms coming up time and time and time again, you might find that they are category searches. So some like in this, I'm looking at the ones you've got in front of you, and I can see like pillowcases and duvet covers and bedding sets. Like mm. what what we should do is you should do a redirect. 
in Shopify or Magento or whatever platform you're on, do a search redirect. So if somebody actually searches for duvet cover and clicks enter or hits the search, um, you take them to the duvet cover category collection page. Yeah. Because it's a much better search results page than mm. than the search results page that's going to put it in its what whatever random order. Mm. It won't, you know, it'll probably be on, you know, whatever order it thinks. Whereas the the default, of course, of the collection is most of the time they're sorted by bestseller, and and it's laid out correctly. Yeah. You can filter or, or, them or for example, the one I've highlighted at the moment, there's like Egyptian cotton, right? So people are coming onto the site yeah, and searching for Egyptian cotton, and then you're like, well. If someone does that, you want to take them. To, you just want to take them to a page and say, "All our products are Egyptian cotton. This is what they're All made from." Yeah, you know, yeah. It gives you an idea. Also, you wouldn't do this every week, but you know, you, 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 it gives you an idea of what people want. So, if you're trying to understand, you know, what your your navigation should be, you know, your navigation at the top, you know, your menu, mm. your menu right, you know, what order should it be in? You look at you look at the search. What people are searching internally, and it's a standard report in Shopify. It's in GA four. And that gives you an idea of actually what, how to lay out your nav. Yeah. Anyway, um, you wouldn't do that weekly. No, weekly you'd look at what products were selling, what were the top 25 products sold, um, just to give us give an idea whether there's anything popping up uh, there, just to give you an idea of, of kind of what tr what's trending. And, and ultimately, what we're trying to find is the uh, the weekly gap analysis, um, because it, 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 it will start a better discussion about, you know, what the, what, what, what the, target is what we're trying to hit why are we there why are we doing better can we is the target too low is it too high what is um what can we do to hit the target what's the plan basically and it's it's coming back to the plan each each weekly and you're making sure that everybody's tied into it and it's as simple as that really um yeah. you know we've talked and we were talked about for about half an hour about it but really once <laughs> you've got your tools set up um it's a very quick analysis of the, the fundamental numbers and it, it's something that Ian and I learned in business very well, not very early on and we probably did rubbish for many years but we found that when we sat down on the Monday and did the Monday no, Monday morning numbers call with the key team members the numbers magically improved um, but what we didn't do and this is what I encourage you not to do is to sweat the daily numbers when you're doing Sure, if you be room, you're doing 600 million and you could do 1.6 million a day. Yes, you have to sweat the daily numbers because you can get behind very quickly. But for most of us who are doing, you know, 20,000 a day or something like that, like you can't, well, not probably, I'm trying to most people, some people are even doing 2,000 a day. You can't freak out for one bad day and you get yourself into a downward spiral. And you have to look at weekly trends because otherwise you drive yourself mental. And you can get yourself into such despair over one bad day that you become effectively like a, a, a manic depressive. You kind of one day you're, you know, really happy because you did, you know, five thousand in sales, and the next day you did fifty five hundred dollars in sales, and you, you're you're depressed and you can't live like that. And so you, I encourage you to look at it weekly and look at the trends yeah. weekly because you can make decisions weekly. But if you make decisions daily, you're a lot of the things in e-commerce are never going to have enough time to give you the answer. Well, I to think show you. I think you and also you 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 go up and down, you know, like a yo-yo, mm. you know, as well because you're pushing harder. And you know, and the, and the reality is, I mean, we all, you know, I, I, we're no exception to this. I mean, and but we all we all get from time to time emotional about our e-com brands. Mm. And the truth of it is, you know, 
doing the target sheet and doing the numbers on a spreadsheet, you know, breaking down it each week, you know, it's very easy to do. And obviously it's easy to go into, oh, well, yes, if we just do this amount of traffic and this amount of conversion, this amount, of, you know, we'll hit the target. You know, and it's, it's very easy to do on a spreadsheet. But also, if you hit those individual numbers, you will hit the overall target. Mm. So, you know, by looking at where we're down against target and what the gap, what the gap analysis is each week, you know, it's focusing you on the right thing, and which is a rational way to grow your business, not an emotional one. Because mm. it's very, very, very easy to become emotional about it all. And when you become emotional, really, you know, you, you're not you're not seeing the wood for the trees and you be, you become obsessed with looking at everything all the time. And that never that never really works. You've no. got to look at the things that actually well, well, a good A good example was was recently when we, we were out of stock on our best sellers on one of our e-commerce sites when we we kind of like, well, oh, this month we better... You know, we better not push that hard. We better not do, you know, um, you know, many emails and all that kind of stuff. And but like each week, we were actually hitting our targets, and we were actually getting a good ROAS. And it was like, it's because people were buying the other products, which we didn't necessarily think they would. And had we just kind of left it for that month, we could have just kind of gone and had a, a down month because we believed it would be a down month because we were out of stock on our best sellers. But it didn't actually happen like that. And the weekly check meant that we kind of went, oh, hang on a minute, we're actually selling quite Good well. Guy. Let's keep going. Mm. Um, and if you don't sit religiously with that Monday morning numbers meeting, then the numbers will get out of control. It, it's because it's 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 you with the market, and if you let the market swim on its own, it'll go in another direction. You you've got to be you've got to be in in, in sync with the market weekly and work out what's what the opportunities are. Um, otherwise, it'll uh, you know you could get away from you. So. Yeah, it drifts away. Yeah, yeah. That's what I recommend uh, we do weekly. And uh, thank you, thank you very much. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Mark. All good. See you guys See you next, next week. week. Bye.